did you watch it? And now the conclusion of Why Did You Watch? So we're back at the sorority. And Mr. Harris is staying there because he just wants to be... Well, of course. <laughs> seize, oh, yeah. Seize the opportunity. No, he's... Is he admiring the artwork on the walls as well? He's not impressed with the artwork on no. the walls because it's pictures of old grannies given the finger and stuff like that. Yeah, it's quite rude. Okay. It's quite rude. Fair enough. But he's being fed, so what are you going to do? Nice. I guess Mrs. Mack cooked the dinner. Uh-huh. Uh, and Mrs. Mack is all of a sudden being very prim and proper because she's trying to make a good impression yes. on this old goat. <laughs> he who pays the piper. Precisely. Except that, no matter how well behaved Mrs. Mack tries to be, Barb is completely piss-fit, shit-faced, lying on the sofa, talking about how sea turtles have sex for three days in, in a row. She's compensating for being dis- abandoned over Christmas. For one thing, and she's drunk, and... She thinks that everyone thinks that it's her fault. She thinks that uh, Claire ran away because Bollocks. Barb was mean to her. She just asked her if she wanted to go skiing. And she said no. That's not, yeah, what's and wrong then, with that? And then she was all like, nee, 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 at her when she said, don't yell at the obscene phone caller. Right. Mm. Mm. Whoever that was. So she's misbehaving and she's giving it like, oh, sea turtles, <laughs> three days straight. <laughs> yeah. And then, you all think it's my fault, don't you? Wow, that has gone from, <laughs> what was it, to the uh, denial to anger to, mm. yeah, stages Guilt. of grief. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, if the next stage is being sent to bed, then that's what happened. Oh. Because Carly is like, Barb, go to bed. You're drunk. You make the scene. Go to bed. So she's like, oh, sorry. and sort of lurches out of the room and goes to yeah, bed. Yeah, okay. Which, okay, great. Good girl. Back at the conservatory. Yep. Peter murders a piano again. But this time he does it with a microphone stand and he just beats the piano to death with it. Bam! Bad workman. Exactly. He just has a full on to. I hate this guy. Has a full on temper tantrum and just destroys a beautiful grand piano. It, it didn't sound massively different to the piano performance he actually played, Eesh. but yeah. Yeah. So he's just trashed a piano. Who does that? Fucking rich people. They don't understand the value of stuff and that, pe- that things actually have to be paid for. Probably wasn't his either. No, it wasn't. It belonged to the conservatory. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's like, well, my daddy will buy you another one, probably. Yeah. Dick. Mm. And we're back at the sorority house again. Okay, we're back. This loves its cuts. It's like a tennis match. I know. Jess and Chris burst into the house. We are watching from the outside, like the creepy voyeurs that we are in this tale. Sure. They burst into the house. They run into the dining room and they talk to Mr. Harris and the other sorority girls and stuff. And then they all get up and they run out again. So we don't hear what they're saying because no, we're we outside. Because we're peering that's through the window. That's quite good. That's yeah. a good. That's good. I like, I like it. it. Yeah. Um, and the house mother sort of shuffles along after them. Is there some kind of deal going on at McDonald's? Oh my God! Amazing. That would be great. Did you, <laughs> Jesus? Have you seen this thing where they're doing a double Big Mac? There's a double double. Yeah. So there yeah, are they're no just out- copying in and out burger. Oh, you and your bloody in and out burgers. Yeah. Only, in this case, with the McDonald's one, instead of there being two, like, coasters of meat, 
there's, there's knife four. four. I understand. Yes. And there's also four slices of cheese. Probably. And three slices of bread. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I saw the, the billboard for it and I just went, oh, God, that's ridiculous. Who would want that? And then another voice There's in a my line head, of people outside McDonald's. Well, the other okay. voice in my head went, I want that. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been to McDonald's in probably like years. You got spoiled, though, with five guys, five guys. and in and out. And yeah, Sonic. islands. Hmm? Islands. Is that another American one? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh, man, the, the milkshake. The milkshakes at Ireland was amazing. Ooh. Yeah. Really I like, good. I like that the milkshakes in that place across the road from the big Forbidden Planet megastore. Oh yeah. Mm. The hard milkshakes and the yeah. pina colada. Well with like coconut ice cream. What's oh. it what's it's did um the um dip and flip here did really good milkshakes. Oh, the chocolate cherry one. Yeah, it's a really shame. It's changed to something else now. I don't actually know what it is. Oh. It's like salt and rock or something, so I'm not sure what it is. We should go to Dip and Flip when the lockdown's over. Which one, though? Oh, not the one I'm... That's what I mean. No, 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 the, the one here. There's no one here. It's gone. Oh, tits. <laughs> you should see her face right now. <laughs> it's just a look of shock. Well, we'll have to go to the other one then. There's got to be another different flip. It's bound to be. We'll yeah. find it. Yeah, yeah. Get some poutine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where was I? Oh, yeah, so they all ran out. They all ran out, sorry. Um, Mrs. Mack grabs Carly. Yes. And she's like, oh, here, right. Before you, before you go, just, I'm heading to my sister's. So I'm going to go and pack and then... My taxi's coming, so I might be gone by the time you yes, get back. Yes, she did. Yeah. Worst thing you could say ever. Because no one's going to look for you. No. I'd be very surprised if the GoPro killer didn't overhear that and go, hmm, might as well kill her then. Yeah. Right? He's here. <laughs> we don't even know it's a he, do we? It would be so funny. We don't, actually. It would be so funny if someone had got wind that we were doing this and then just ran in the room with a knife and a hockey Or mask. like that face at the window. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, the windows are closed. Yeah, there's no way you're getting in there. Mm. If you Unless you're coming to try and get edgy room. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, we can't, we can't let you guys transmit a Wi-Fi signal because, you know, you're on the second fucking floor. Yeah. So obviously Spider-Man might steal the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Ridiculous. Mm. Anyway, so they're all heading out. Uh, Mrs. Mack has sealed her own doom. Yes. Very good, Mrs. Mack. Um, and it turns out they're all going into the park to because the police have organised a search party, amazingly. Then they just heard the word party. Party! This party shit's really cold and everyone looks depressed. Everyone's carrying <laughs> candles. There are some dogs, though, and some snowmobiles, oh. so that's Ooh. nice. Sophisticated. They knew what they were doing, too, because the guy said, look, you with the snowmobiles, stay behind the dogs, otherwise the smell of the fumes from your snowmobile yeah. throw off the dogs. Clever. So why did they bother bringing snowmobiles? They were going to go the other way. Okay. Yes. So, well, I just thought it was a nice touch. Yeah, yeah. okay. So mm -hmm. they're standing around in... in Near the woods, near the park, excuse me, uh, and the police officers stand in there going, okay, we're going to split into teams and blah, 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 blah. If you find anything, don't investigate it thoroughly. Just come and get me. I found some snow. <laughs> yeah. 
I found some more snow. There's loads of it here, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, so the lieutenant, you know, is giving them the whole rundown. The lieutenant, by the way, is um, John Saxon, the guy from Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. He's the lieutenant. None of this desk sergeant idiot guy. He doesn't even know what Felicio is. Now we're at the big guns. Felicio Hobler. That's the one. Because <laughs> this is the guy Chris went and spoke to. Yes. Because I think... The lieutenant knows Chris's brother. Right. That's they're the on the same swim team. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. And they're having a search party, and all you can hear is the wind going. Chicago. Vroom. Nice. You don't even need special effects when you've got that kind of wind going, right? Yes. Don't <laughs> don't be silly. <laughs> yeah, carry on. And uh, while everyone's gone out to do this. Search. Search. Mm. Mrs. Mack is alone in the house and a shadowy figure appears in the street. Outdoors, okay, yes. Outdoors and looks at the house and then sits down and watches the house. Is it a hobo that has got a uh, box? It's hobo hands. <laughs> like the dude in Hellraiser. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess the Kathy drinking part two. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's yes. A, it's a hobo trying to sell a box, basically. Yeah, no, it's okay. Um, Mrs. Mack is, is packing and, of course, drinking. By that, she's not carrying a gun. <laughs> she's packing her bags. Okay. And drinking some sherry. Meanwhile, Claude the cat is casually eating Claire's face in the attic. Well, licking. Through the plastic? Licking Claire's face. Is the plastic being removed? No. Yeah. It's licking the plastic. I don't know why the cat would do that or how they got it to it's do that. It's a sadist. That. Yeah, the cat's like, mm, I can taste your tears. Yum, 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 yum. It tastes like cellophane. <laughs> yes, weirdly, because I'm a cat. I don't understand. Yeah. And out the window. How did he get into the attic? I don't know how the cat got in the attic. Mrs. Mack wonders that too. Because, so the taxi honks for her. She's like, all right, I'm coming, I'm coming. But then she hears the cat again and goes looking for him. Yes. And it's a long scene of her going, Claude, Claude, Claude. Right. Sure. It goes on longer than it needs to be. Why is she speaking in cat? <laughs> well, sure. sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. While this is going on, of course, the weird piano with the, the keys and the and the knives Forks tied to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's ding, ding, bring, bring going on. It's quite um, unsettling. That. That's usually the idea, because it's not going in nice... Um, yes, it's it's The warped. timing is weird. Yes. She can hear the meowing coming from the attic, and she's going, how the hell did the cat get I'm coming right meow. And, <laughs> that's a funny meow, is it? Yeah. <laughs> she goes, no, I like this, what happens here. Because this happens in so many horror movies, and you're mm. like, that's not... Anyway, so she climbs up the ladder, opens the hatch... Looks around the attic trying to find the cat. Your eyes are directly around the height that a cat could swipe you. Meow. Yeah. Yeah. Or piss in your face. Mm. What she doesn't see because it's behind her is what we can see, which is our GoPro killer point of view, where we're holding back a massive, you know those pulleys with the hook on the end that you use to like pull furniture okay. into your flat? He's holding one of those... Yeah, I've never had one or I've seen one of those. But you can visualise it. I can visualise it, It's yeah. on a rope. Mm. 
and he's holding it back. So we can see his hands and we can see the big hook and it looks bloody murderous. Anyway, I'm looking at that. And she's looking around the room for the cat and then as her eyes adjust, she sees Claire. Now, under any other circumstance in a horror movie, she would go, ah! She doesn't. She goes, because she's so like, oh, like, yeah. like viscerally yeah, yeah. shocked mm -hmm. at the sight of Claire. Yeah. And quickly realises like that wasn't suicide and starts to slowly look over her shoulder. And just at that moment, the hook gets released. She gets hit. Now, the hook gets released. And the weight drops. And the, the view cuts to her feet at the other end of the hatch. Grim Fandango. So it's really not a gory film. Yeah, it's a suspense thriller. There's very little gore in it. Mm. <clears throat> and you just, you, whenever it hits her, you, you hear her going, ah, doof, and then, and then you just see her getting pulled up into the attic okay. and the hatch door getting mm. shut. So much more scary when they just leave it to your imagination. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, that's kind of classic <clears throat> proper horror. However, would that kill you? What? Getting hit in the face with a pulley. A pulley block could kill you. From just a little... Oh, you mean it just swung and hit her? Yeah, it just swung and hit her. Unless he like really threw it. I thought you were going to say he like put it, he wrapped it around her neck and then let the weight go. No, because in later scenes you see her hanging up from this pulley and it's holding her up by the head where the, the hook's gone in her. I can't see that killing her. I don't think so either. I think it caught her and then she screamed and then he went over and pulled her into the attic and then killed her. I yeah, think, could I be, think could be. I think that's happened. And then hung her up on the pulley like nice and tidy. Sure. Well, I mean, is, is that or the rocking horse? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Mrs. Mark would fit on the rocking horse. Sure. She's a big yard. Mm. Well. Oh. The taxi driver is most put out by this because he's now like banging on the little window of Let's the, go the door. Yeah, I'm driving here. Yeah. <laughs> he's going, is anybody there? And it cuts to just seeing the attic door hatch go click. Yes. You know. Yeah. And then the killer watches from the window as the taxi driver drives off. And then he just goes berserk. He just starts wailing and goes on a rampage around the attic like smacking the rocking horse and knocking the birdcage over and he's just like ah, 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 like that that's a bit weird yeah uh -huh. it's very weird he's not right in the head this guy one would assume that was correct yes yes uh -huh. he's properly moving it up it's unlikely him. he's a hitman who's been contracted to take out an entire sorority <laughs> <laughs> to what end it's madness yeah so cut insurance back. fraud cut, sure Cut back to the the search party. Mm. Everybody's freezing. It's super cold. There's that. Chicago is apparently wind. incredibly cold. So here, mm. and it's snowing as well. Yeah. Well, there has been snow, so mm. they're all huddled round one of those big metal barrels that's on fire that you often see. Yeah. Trying to warm their hands up a bit. Um, but fair play to them for going out and looking at night yes in the freezing cold. At least somebody's prioritising these young women who are vanishing. <laughs> and girls, because she's 13. Yeah. Um, and it... We get... To the, it, the camera, like, looks at the house, the sorority house. 
because they're not that far from it. Sure. Like the park's just over there. Yes. It looks at the, and it's sort so of. So they didn't um, search the house first. They just thought, let's go and check the park. They're not looking for Claire. They're looking for the thirteen-year-old. Ah. Yeah, they've all come together to try and find this little thirteen-year-old. Why would they check the park then? Because that's the last place she was seen. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Um. So the the camera is is just sort of looking at uh, Claire in the window, and then it changes the focus so now you can see Mrs. Mac in the background, and uh-huh. just at that point you just hear this big. A big scream, and it's a girl in the search party who's giving it like Woo-hoo! freaking out, screaming. And uh, Mr. Harris fears the worst. He runs over and looks to see what this girl's screaming at. She broke a nail. It what broke a nail? Yeah, yeah, it's really sore. <laughs> he looks, and you can you can read it all in his face. He's like, This is dreadful, but it's not Claire. And then the mother runs over. And just at the point where the mother realizes that, you know, it's not great. Yeah. She opens her mouth. You're expecting a big, like, from her. No, the phone rings. It's the phone again. And who answers it? Jess. Jess answers it. Why is she not out searching? Oh, they left. So when they were all warming their hands up at the bin, she said, I'm going to have to nip off because Peter's coming around and we have to have a meeting and I'm at nine already. o'clock. Yeah. Nine o'clock. So it's Gollum again. And he's like crying and sobbing and going, help me. Help me. That's important. Help me. Why? We don't know. Right? Find the one ring. Uh, (laughs) Some nasty hobbits has took it. Yeah. (laughs) Stole it from us. He keeps ringing her. (gasps) Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So she says, for God's sake, what are you doing? Stop this! That's what she says. And then she... Reasonable. Yeah. And she's like, Mrs. Mac! She's going to tell on him. And the voice is going, I know what you did, Billy. Sure. Weird. Billy's back. But this is a different voice. This isn't Billy. This is someone admonishing Billy. Okay. Several voices going on here. Yeah. Mrs. Mac! Nothing. So, presumably, she's gone to her sister's, right? Yeah, I'd assume so. She's not hanging from a pulley hook in the attic. No. It's not the first thing I think of. With Claire. Yeah. Yeah. I would have just assumed she was drunk somewhere, but anyway. So, Jess is on the phone, right? Listening to this <coughs> noise going on. And a shadow appears across the landing. <coughs> right? Totally quiet. Tip-toe. Like, this guy's like a gazelle. And he just starts coming down the stairs, walking down the stairs. So this is the point of view thing he's creeping. We get... we or you we're, see the shadow. We're looking at Jess. Yeah. And then behind her, up the stairs, yeah. we can see the shadow. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then we can see feet coming down the mm. stairs. The lunatic pervert guy has hung up at this point. So she phones the police to say, like, I want to report these obscene phone calls. Yes. I want something done about this. It's ridiculous. And... This is creeping up behind her. Um, so she's complaining to the police, like, no, I d- okay, you can put me on hold, but I won't wait forever. This is important. Yes. Kind of thing. And then a coat gets flicked over the side of the banister and she like turns around and goes, Fuck! as you would. It's Peter. Peter was in the house. 
Yes. Why? What are you doing, Peter? You weirdo. Yes. He, he's he's looking super smug. He's got this really like. I'm sure I aced that exam I was in. <laughs> yeah. He's smirking. You know. He's just standing there like on the banister, like. The cat that got the cream. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really like he's he's in full passive aggressive mode as well, mm, like that dick. And uh, she goes, "You scared the hell out of me." And he goes, "Well, you scared me too." What was all that yelling about? Like super passive aggressive. Yes. And she says, "Who are you talking to on the phone?" <laughs> yeah. It's like none of your business, brew. And she's, she's stuck on hold now in the meantime. And she goes, so how did it go? How did the recital go? And he was like, how do you think it went? Like that. And she says, what sort of shitty mind games are you playing? Look, do you want to play games? Or do you want to have a rational conversation like adults about this? Guess what Peter wants to do? Cluedo. <laughs> Might as well. The police pick up at this point And guess what the police say? Uh... I don't know. It's probably your boyfriend taking the piss. <laughs> it's always yeah. a guy. It's always a boyfriend like taking mm. the piss. Yeah. And it's it's the same stupid officer Felicio officer Felicio at the station. And he's going, No, we're far too busy. Like some a thirteen year old girl was just found murdered in the park. We and her mother and sister we went in on look. Hysterical. And so we're far too busy for this sort of obscene phone calls nonsense <laughs> mr harris though is standing right next to him and hears this whole thing and he's uh, and he's going oh what you in a sorority house oh you're getting obscene phone calls <laughs> so mr harris tells on him <laughs> nice anyway she so you know she's she's off the phone at this point and uh she's very upset because she's just heard that 13-year-old girl was murdered in the park. She wasn't there for that. Yes. She's very upset. That's her alibi anyway. Sure. <laughs> I was with Peter the whole time. Yeah. While not, he was beating a piano to death. Not well, a Strangely alibi. enough, beaten to death with a mic stand. <laughs> yeah, what a coincidence. A lot of that going around. Yeah. First a piano, then mm. a kid. That's some serious escalation. She tells Peter, like Peter's like, what's the matter with you? And she says, uh, you know, a child just got murdered in the park. And he's basically like, oh, oh dear. Like, he couldn't give He's a shit. He's a sociopath. Do you know who he reminds me of? Dennis Reynolds from Always Sunny. He just has a real yes. Dennis vibe to him. Okay. Massively yeah, yeah. Dennis. Thinks like, he's like God's gift, etc. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And she's like, and oh, and also, by the way, you know Claire's missing. And he goes, oh, Claire's all right. What did that mean? Yeah. <gasps> he wasn't on recital. He was with Claire. The whole time. No, Claire's a good girl. She wouldn't have oh. anything to do with Peter. Because no. apparently everyone hates him except Jess. Aww. Awesome. <laughs> She's just humouring him. People who people who only meet him as he walks out a door that they're walking in hate him. Who was that guy? That's Peter. I hate him. <laughs> nice. It's amazing. Peter then starts going, I'm leaving the conservatory. I'm moving into the dining room. No, I'm just kidding. I'm... You know, I've, I've, I've had it. I've spent eight years in a tiny dorm room. I'm tired of queuing up every time I want to bath. I'm leaving. I'm going to leave the conservatory and we're going to get married. Well, that's a dis- <laughs> Okay. Yeah. And Jess is 
stunned <laughs> by yeah. this proclamation. That's, that's uh, not exactly the best proposal. No, it's more of an order, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and we're going to get married. And she goes, um, do you remember when we met and you said that all you wanted in life, your dream in life was to be a concert pianist? And I had some plans too that I would quite like to follow. Follow, pursue. yeah. Uh -huh. Well, you know, just because your plans have changed for reasons that you're weirdly not explaining to me because he fucked up the audition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't mean that my plans have changed. Mm. I still want to do all of those things. I want. I still want to achieve my goals. Be realistic. Sure. And he's he <laughs> he was like, you can still do all that stuff. You can still you know achieve all your goals and be married to me and have a child at the same time. <laughs> and she says. Hmm, but I don't want to marry you. And Peter says, all right, but what about the baby? I don't I'm want not to marry it either. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't want to marry you either. It sounds like pre-Twilight, right? Isn't there something weird about that? Yeah. Where the werewolf gets... wants to marry the baby. Yes, yes, uh-huh. He falls in love with the baby. Yeah, you told me about this. It's messed up. Creepy. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I love that line, though. I don't want to marry you. All right. What about the baby? Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. Yeah. True, true. Yeah. Well, you have to marry me because you're pregnant. Have you heard of this thing called Roe v. Wade, Peter? <laughs> Basically means I don't have to marry potentially abusive shitheads. Or have to have the child. Yeah. Because of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Madness. Well, Officer Felicio is in trouble, isn't he? Uh-huh. The lieutenant... Calls him in. Mr. Harris is already sitting there. I told on you. <laughs> and he's like, so let me get this straight. We have a murdered 13-year-old girl, a missing 18-year-old girl who lives at a sorority house. You just got a report that said sorority house has been receiving obscene phone calls and you didn't think that they might be connected. Yes. To which Officer Felicia is like, Blow me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Mm. <laughs> and he's all, hmm, well, I suppose when you put it like that, yeah, it probably is worth investigating. That's what you want me to say, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. mm. and, he's, and, the, and the lieutenant's like, okay, well, give me the number for the sorority house. And oh, no, it's for Leisure 6969. The detective in the room. <laughs> Yeah. Sees him looking at the number and the detective's like <laughs> Right? Yeah. And then he's like, What the and then the detective just loses it and he can't stop laughing. He's an, and he's a, he's one of those laughers where he's got like the the, the like gravelly throat like <laughs> Yeah, laugh. sure. It's really it makes you laugh. This sure, sure, this sure, sure. Mm -hmm. It's pretty funny. <laughs> and then they're like they're winding Officer Felicio up about it and he's like, Oh, hang on. It's something dirty in it. <laughs> Oh. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> it's shenanigans all over again. Yeah, shenanigans. Oh. <laughs> Cut back to the sorority house. Peter expresses himself in a very mature fashion by attacking the Christmas tree. Whipping round to Jess and saying, you selfish bitch. Wow. Yeah. Then he says, um, what did he say? You talk about killing our baby as if you were having a wart removed. No, I, if I was talking about having a wart removed, I'd tell you I'm dumping you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that what the, she said? No. Oh. What she said was, 
Now do you see why I didn't even want to tell you? Yeah. And he goes, what are you trying to do to me? <laughs> like, yeah, it's all about you. Yeah. Ignoring the fact I'm the one who has to go and actually have an abortion. That and there's a 13-year-old murdered right outside the door. And my friend's missing. Mm. Yeah. Because all of that, super fun. And where's the cat? <laughs> also, mm. I don't think we see the cat again. Oh, it's no. next to a little hook next to me. Oh, no. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so murdered 13-year-old, We didn't two see... murdered women, and you were worried about a dead cat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I am. So at the moment, it's Schrodinger's cat, because we don't know if it's alive or dead. Mm. It is currently in superposition in the attic. Currently licking Just... someone's face. Yeah, licking someone's cellophane-wrapped face. Mm. So Peter gets cross now. Oh, he gets cross. He's just kicked the shit out of a Christmas tree. Well, he, he like sort of slapped at it and broke okay. an ornament or tried to throttle it or something. I don't know. Yeah, he stole one of the chocolates. Yeah, he ate one of the chocolates really aggressively in Jess's face. And she's like, you're supposed to take the wrapper off, asshole. <laughs> that, wasn't a, that wasn't a chocolate gold coin. It was a glass bulb. He just really angrily chews it. like. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, can you imagine chewing on a glass bulb? Nasty. No, I don't want to. Hmm. He goes, you're not aborting that baby. I think you'll find out. <laughs> and she's, she starts saying, like, you, you, you don't get to tell me that. You don't get to tell me what to do. Mm. And he keeps saying, if you, if you try getting an abortion, she's like, shut up. If you try getting an abortion. And she goes, I think you need to leave. Get out. Get the hell out. And he goes, you'll be sorry. Okay. I already am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry I ever met you or had anything to do with you. Yeah. Because you're a git. And Back to the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he storms out uh, of the... Mm. Wow. <laughs> he storms out of the house uh, as yeah. only an artist can. Flounced. He flounced, <laughs> he flounced out of the house. Past the lieutenant, uh, who saw him in the doorway... And you can just see the lieutenant going, I hate that guy. <laughs> also, guy with clear um, temper tantrum issues, storming out of a place where we've got a missing... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Prime yeah. suspect. Yeah, I think the lieutenant is putting his honed detective skills to work here and going, this guy. Yeah. I yeah, like yeah. this guy. <laughs> yeah, don't like him. Yeah. So the lieutenant, the reason the lieutenant's at the sorority house, that was a bit slurred. To find the phone number? <laughs> to find the actual phone number, yeah. No, he's there about the calls. Mm. So he has brought an engineer with him mm. who's going to tap the phone, right? So the engineer is talking back and forth. There's a lot of instructions going on, a lot of exposition, but it, but it works because you would be explaining this stuff. So he's explaining to Jess, like, which, which phone line... Are we talking about here? Are there any other phone lines in the house? What are we doing? Jess says, it's coming to this phone line, um, but it's not. there is another phone line in the house, Mrs. Max, but yes. she hasn't been getting any mm. obscene phone calls. Mm. So you don't need to tap her phone. You only need to tap this one, which he does. And he explains that when the phone call comes through to the sorority house, it will also go through to... Police station. The police station. Sure. Yep. Which has had the transmitter taken out, so even if the if the sure, guy runs sure, you can in only goes, hear. I just looked up Felicio. It it won't. <laughs> yeah, it won't come through the transmitter. 
<laughs> sure. You Googled it. Oh, wait. Can you imagine some walking past? <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Depends which, ang- which side you're on, really, doesn't it? I suppose, yeah. Um, so the engineers can round all the phones, screwdriver in them. And yeah. he's, he's going to go back to the phone company mm. so that whenever the call comes through, mm-hmm. he can mm-hmm. run around mm-hmm. trying to trace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're still on a mechanical system. Sure. So the lieutenant's searching Claire's room, mm-hmm. uh, desperately trying to get the girls to say something that would lead him to believe that she'd just run off with some dude. Sure. So he's saying things like, did she, did she drink? And they were like, no, she didn't really drink. Um, who's this guy in the photo frame? That's Chris. That's her boyfriend. Who else was she seeing besides Chris? Nobody. She was monogamous. She was only going out with Chris. Uh, did she have any emotional problems? No, not Claire. Claire was lovely. I'm sorry, man. She's an all-round good girl. She's gone missing. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're going to have to do some work. Yeah. Barb, meanwhile, yeah. is still upstairs asleep. Um, they explain this to the, the lieutenant. He says, is there anyone else uh, in the she's house? sleeping it off. Barb's still sleeping off a... Yeah. Epic hangover. Absolutely. And he goes, is she the one who left the number for this place? And the other two sorority girls are like, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the engineer and the, and the police officer say to them, like, look, the next time this pervert phones, just keep them on the line. Sure. You need to keep them on the line. And we've put a cop in an unmarked car outside the house. So get... As long as it's not fellatio. <laughs> no, no, no. He's back at the... The, the station. They okay. put somebody good in the car. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. I think it was the guy that kept giggling, actually. About, oh, the detective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think mm. it's him in the unmarked car. Sure. Detective Giggles isn't the only person outside the, the sorority house. Guess who's lurking in the bushes? Uh, Jess. Peter. Right. Peter is outside. Which one's Peter? Oh, Peter's the pianist, the failed pianist. Yes. Right. Peter is lurking in the bushes. Right. Probably flouncing in the bushes while yeah. he's at it. Yeah. So they're just, why do those bushes keep moving? <laughs> yeah. And Carly is crying. She's very upset. Yeah. She's sure Claire's dead. She feels so sorry for Mr. Harris. Mm. And then she's like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry for crying. I'm just, I'm just so tired. And then she says, would you mind if I went to bed? At which point I'd be like, yeah, I'd be feckin' delighted if you did because I'm sick of you gurning all over my top. Oh, Go to bed. Wow. She's probably going to her death. Uh, no. no. Okay. She's fine. She goes to bed. Mm. Jess has big plans. She doesn't want Curly in the, in the way of them. And her big plans for the evening are sitting by the fire, staring ominously at the phone. Because she's scared of the phone. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, it's not brought her much luck. Uh, no, no, it hasn't. Because Curly's like, I'm going to bed bye-bye and goes upstairs and Jess like looks over and the camera pans round and the phone's there dun 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 and, and the uh, next time she looks it's slightly closer hmm? next time she looks it's slightly <laughs> closer like that cat in sure. the meme yeah so just in case she didn't get the whole how the wiretap how the phone tap thing works they're now explaining it to the lieutenant as well but I don't think we really need to cover that no Meanwhile, in the attic, Claire is being rocked back and forth, and now she's got a doll in her arms, like a baby doll. Really creepy. And I think he gave her a hat, which is... Fetching. Not great. And he's, like, muttering to himself. Has she still got the bag over her head? She does, yeah. Hmm. 
with a hat on top and a baby and rocking in the chair. And he's I just... wonder if it's because he's heard that Jess said that she's going to have a baby. Potentially, but I later on it's revealed that it's entirely possible that this killer murdered a baby. So maybe he's that's... just stashing them all in the attic? I don't know. I don't know. He didn't stash the 13-year-old unless that's a red herring and someone else killed her. I've, yeah, who knows? We don't know at this point. Okay. But he's muttering and rocking the chair back and forth and like whispering to himself. It's really fucking weird. So, as I said, Jess is staring at a phone by the fire, as you do, as this one's want. Mm. And she hears moaning noises coming from upstairs. Uh-huh. Now, normally under these circumstances, the young woman would go, Claude, is that you? And wander to their death. But no, she just sort of looks up the stairs and goes, nope. <laughs> Clever. Yeah, right. I, I can't move. I'm paralysed by fear because there's a telephone sitting next to me. <laughs> also, it could be really awkward if you went into someone's room. What? Who? If there's a whole load of moaning noises. Oh, yes, yes, yes. God that damn it. well alone. <laughs> I left a scarf on the feckin' door knob for a reason. Well, is it the feckin' doorknob? Oh, yeah. Barb's into that. <laughs> mm, okay. Well, she had the good sense to be like, nope. But the hatch opens. The GoPro killer's coming down the mm-hmm. stairs. No, down the ladder, I should say. And he creeps into Barb's bedroom. Oh! <gasps> And we're in GoPro mode. And then he collapses due to the ethanol fumes that are currently being <laughs> exhaled from said person. Yes, breathes and he's like, well, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, she can really knock them back. Jess is downstairs and she just hears this big gasp, like, <gasps> sort of thing. And now she's like, well, I can't ignore that, can I? I'm so, going to get a fire iron. Yeah, well, she should have done, but no, she just runs up the stairs. Yeah. Well, there's no expectation there's someone going around killing people at well, the moment, no. so it's reasonable for her not to grab Yeah, her. she just ran up the stairs yeah. and Barb's having an asthma attack. Oh, no. Yeah, because Barb's got asthma. Mm. Barb has asthma! Did she have asthma in Stranger Things? I don't think so. Okay. She said she was... She, once she calms down a bit, and I don't know how she calmed down, because Jess is really aggressively stroking her head. It's really one of those, like, there, there... This is what normal people do, right? Sure, like, yeah. So she's like, eat, 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 stroking her head. Yeah. Give her an inhaler and stuff. Okay. She calms down and she goes, I, I guess I had a bad dream. I, I dreamt there was a stranger in my room just looming over me. Um, <laughs> bad news, Barb. The killer, meanwhile, because it cuts now to GoPro mode, he's watching this exchange. From the walking from closet. From the hall. Oh. Ooh. He's watching it from the hall. And then he just creeps off into a different room. And uh, the next thing we hear is carolers singing, oh, I can't remember which one it is. God rest you merry gentlemen. No, I think it was, oh, come all you faithful. So, and we can see them out the window. They're caroling at the front door. And Jess goes and opens the door and listens. Because fuck Barb, right? She's probably fine. I never understood that. I find it really super awkward if people started singing on my doorstep and I had to go and stand on my doorstep and... Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to watch Netflix! <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to watch carols on TV. Bugger <laughs> yeah. off! Again, for me, this is very much like any kind of musical. People singing in public 
spontaneously is just like, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't like it. However, around Christmas, I do accept it because it's tradition. But it's awkward. You stand in your own doorway, letting all the heat out, while these people sing to you. That's, that must be an American thing. It's very like, much an American thing. In here, whenever I've gone like carol singing, you don't just rock up to someone's house and start singing. You usually either go to a church or go to like someone's house. Yes, we had a carol service. Yeah, right. Every Which year, is normal. And people came to it. Yeah, yeah. And people will donate money at the thing, usually for a good cause or the church. Like the church, yeah. Although the church can technically be a good cause. Yes. sounded bad, but yeah. yeah. Occasionally, yes. Yeah. If it's your local church and you're trying to put the roof back on. Exactly, yeah. because someone, some asshole's come and stolen all the lead. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That happens. It does happen. Happen Henry VIII. (laughs) Henry stole more than the lead off the roof. He stole air. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything that wasn't nailed down. So I, I would find that super awkward if there was a bunch of people singing on my doorstep and I w- I'd just be standing there the whole time going... Tupperware? Tupperware. Butterware. Butterware. Cathy. Butterware? No. Yeah. Grand. Yeah. Like, th- I wouldn't know who to make eye contact with. I wouldn't know if I was supposed to like nod my head or the whole I, I, would be, I would have so much anxiety if someone started if a bunch of people started singing yeah you're like doorstep. what's the social convention here exactly what am I supposed to do do I just stand here and passively while they sing religious ditties to bear you? mace <laughs> just hurts <laughs> oh god <laughs> that one's got a very high pitched voice <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you to hit those high notes <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah oh damn son that's why what's it's having an asthma attack because like Jess overuses the bear mace. Yeah, just filters up through her window. So she's standing there in the doorway like ha cha cha cha. Meanwhile, the the GoPro killer has roamed back into Barb's room, and we watch his silhouette enter the room behind Barb's shelf of crystal ornaments. Not meth. What? <laughs> No, that's on the other shelf. Mm. One of those ornaments is a unicorn with a very long, pointy horn. Uh huh. Chekhov's unicorn. Uh huh. If you ask me, because we're looking, we've got this unicorn like right in her face, and then we see the killer come into the room mm. in silhouette. Mm. I think we know what's going to happen. Yeah. And the the shadow sort of appears over her, uh, and then past her. And he's whispering just madness again. He's saying, it's all right, Agnes. It's all right. Okay. Hi, Agnes. All this about Agnes. And all we can see, like, so so Barb wakes up to this weird whispering. And we see from her point of view that there's just the silhouette standing over her. And you can just see one eye. Okay. And the hand like this with the unicorn. And it's like, it's all right, Agnes. It's all right. Bam! And he just, bam, stabs the, the unicorn into her gut. And she does a Aww. really visceral, like, Ooh! Well, literally, it would be visceral. She d- Well, yeah, literally. But she doesn't go, ah! She goes, ah! Like me when I get startled and I make that weird sheep noise. That's true. Yeah. It does happen. That one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and all of this is to the backdrop of the crescendo of O Come All You Faithful as well. Which is... He used it to cover the noise. Yes, pretty much. They Just... were in it with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God he paid them to turn up at that moment. As I said, maybe he's a professional hitman. 
could be. Mm. It does look like he's wearing all black. It's always fashionable. Right? It's very slimming. Mm. Um, suddenly, the carolers are corralled yeah, by some woman who just runs over and she's like... she got a, like a sheepdog. <laughs> just keep whistling. Yeah. Come by, come by, come by. Round the tree, round the tree. Yeah, yeah. Good dog. Nice. And she runs up and she's like, kids, get in the goddamn car! No! <laughs> because well, she's not that bad, but... We've got 18 more houses to get, come on. Well, no, because... Because she's just trying to make money off children. Whip, It's like, whip. what's it called? Um, Child Oliver Twist? Oliver Twist, yes. You know, it's more because of the 13-year-old who got murdered. Yeah. They're like, well, we're not letting these kids roam around the streets tonight. Are you kidding me? So they yeah. all get, like, stuffed back in the minibus and driven home, I guess. Well, back at the house... For a refreshing change of pace, the phone rings. <laughs> okay. And uh, it's Jess picks it up. Jess answers because she's mm. the only one in the house who's conscious. Sure, or not dead. And it's the weirdo again, mm. the the obscene caller. And the tap guy, the guy at the phone company, he is like he's on it, like white on rice. He's running around that place trying to find where the call's coming from. And. Gollum, it's Gollum again, and he's angry, and he's yeah. scre- he's, he, he sounds like a little girl, and the little girl is screaming like, "No, Billy!" Like that. Which is like, oh God, I really hope that's not Agnes. <laughs> okay. And uh, and just saying all this sort of weird stuff, and then the voice goes, "Just like having a wart removed." Okay. Does that sound familiar? Yes, it does. Why does that sound familiar? Because of the weird hairy dude. That's what Who's, Peter said. Yes. Peter. Yes. Who's enjoying the carols from a bush. Yeah. Weirdly creeping around outside the house or mm. wherever the hell he is now. Yeah. I don't know. Um, when, he, when, when, they, when it says that line, she goes, oh my God. Right. But then the, the pervert hangs up. Oh. Uh, they didn't get the trace. Yes. And the lieutenant calls back. Um, after the call and and says um, first of all you need to keep the guy on the line longer how? he does not phone for a rational conversation sure. he just squeaks and squeals and makes pig noises need to get Barb on the phone but she's dead it, well, probably yeah. but she's dead tired as far as they're concerned anyway mm. so no hope there and he also says you, you sounded like why did you say oh my god what was that about um, and she's she's like a bit reticent to, to give away any details. While all this is going on, GoPro killer is shuffling about on the the stairs as well. We can see his shadow again, just like we did the last time. Mm. So like, oh fuck, get off the phone and run away. Mm. Um, <laughs> and the the poli- and the lieutenant he's saying like, oh yeah, feel like you're not telling me something. Yeah. And then she goes, uh, who was that guy that flounced out of the house whenever I arrived? <laughs> um, is that your boyfriend? Were you having a fight? I think he's like, oh, here we go. Evidence. Right? Was he around when you received the phone call? <laughs> is what he's thinking. Well, that's what, that's what he wants to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get to that. So he's, the police officer, suddenly there's a, there's a big of a kerfuffle in the police station and he's like, oh shit, I'll have to call you Don't back. Don't have arrived. 
Yay! Oh no, quite the opposite. Hey. Some farmer, they've arrested and brought him in because he shot a cop with a buckshot in the ass because he was trespassing on his land. And he goes, he was, he goes, I'm going to make him come over here and pick every one of these bits of shot out with his teeth. And he goes, if I catch you on my land again, you'll get the whole rifle sideways. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. This guy does not want the police on his land. Yeah, fair enough. Get off my land. He's a sovereign citizen. Exactly. So now Jess is uh, is talking to um, Curly. Because yes. Curly woke up with all the commotion with uh -huh. Barb having the mm. asthma attack and being stabbed. Yes. Which she assumed was part of the asthma attack, I guess. And they're talking about Peter and Curly's saying like, eh, you know I don't like Peter, right? <laughs> like... He is a prick. Yeah. Um, and she, and Jess is going like, no, just, nah, I can't, it can't be Peter. There's no way. I mean, it couldn't be him. Maybe it's just a coincidence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I'm yeah. so confused. You know, this whole thing. We're watching all this, by the way, through a gap in the door because the GoPro killer is the just watching all yeah. this. Yeah, through a little crack mm -hmm, in the door. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, they're just talking about, like, <laughs> they're saying stuff like, He's not that crazy. And, you know, I mean, I've never liked Peter, but I don't know that he's a serial killer. Ha, 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 ha. Like, these aren't ringing endorsements for a potential partner. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and uh, what do you call her? Um, Jess is like, I'm, I'm just going to check that that cop's still outside. So she peeps out the door and the car's still there, so we're good. And then the phone rings. <laughs> They get their mileage out of that phone. You're going to have PTSD by the end of this. Every time someone says the phone rings, you're going to be like, <laughs> yeah. And the it's and a voice is going, please help me. <laughs> a whimpering and crying. And then it very clearly says, please keep the baby. It's Peter. Right. Peter's on the phone, making weird wailing, whispering noise. Please, Jess. He sounds mental and not a little bit threatening. And the, the trace guy calls the, the LT, the lieutenant, and he's yeah. like, here, do you want me to trace that one as well? And yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely do. Because <laughs> um, I'd be surprised if it's from the same place <laughs> mm -hmm. as the other one. So the lieutenant calls her back and he's like, what was that about, girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Obviously, Jess doesn't want to tell him because it's extraordinarily personal business. And yeah. you really could infer from the conversation, please keep the baby. What do you think that means? What do you think? Mm. But he's such a gossip that he insists that she spill beans. So, yeah. so they're having a whole conversation about it. She's saying stuff like, he's an artist. He's very highly strong. You know? <laughs> like trying to defend him. Much like Mrs. Mack. Yeah. Oh. And that cat. Oh, not the cat. See, what is wrong with you? The cat's an innocent party and all this. Sure, well, okay. Somehow. I, don't, I just don't like the mental image of the cat. Anyway, Lieutenant's like, oh, he's a highly strong artist, you say. I, I really would, would like to talk to him. Where is he? No one else does. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're like the only person who wants yeah. to talk to him. Where is he? Only in a professional capacity. Mm. Mm. So she, so Jess is like, oh, he's lurking in the bushes outside the house. No, 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 she doesn't. He he's says, got a uh, really long extension call for that phone. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> the bushes aren't that far away from the trellis, David. Sure. Um, 
she says when he gets upset like this, he usually goes to the conservatory. Right. So the lieutenant's like, right, I'm going to go find this Peter guy. I'm guessing I'll go to the conservatory and find him there where he can be highly strung and I can shoot him. Great. <laughs> Problem solved. Yes. While this whole conversation's going on, though, it's really creepy. You've got um, Jess in the foreground here talking on the phone. Mm. You've got Curly listening on who didn't know Jess was pregnant. So she's like, oh, that's awkward. Yeah. In the far background, you can see a shadow come in from the, so there's a doorway on the wall at mm. the back and you just see the shadow cast against the wall through this doorway of the killer like like you know shifting in almost certainly not a hitman then probably not because like there's like shadows everywhere yeah. yeah and then he sort of shuffies out again when the conversation comes to an end but you're like oh and get then he's back. talking to the corpses saying you'll never guess what <laughs> <laughs> ooh just pregnant yeah ooh yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's got a, like a margarita in his yeah. hand. <laughs> You'll never believe. Yeah, that's all it is. He's just a big gossip. It's um, Perez Hilton. He's just in the house listening to all sure. this. Yeah. <laughs> Curly is dispatched to the kitchen to get some aspirin. Uh, and she, she turns around to be like, Jess, do you want one tablet or two? And just as she like turns around, a face appears at the window and you're like, fuck! Peter. Was it Peter? No. Uh, cut, cut to Jess and you just hear Curly Sue screaming in the kitchen and Jess like runs in and apparently it's two dudes who are like, yeah, we're part of the search party. Uh, just happen to be looking into sorority windows. We're just checking to make sure you guys are okay. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're not having a pillow fight. Oh yeah, in your underpants. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that'd be dreadful. Yeah. <laughs> just the absolute last thing I'd want to see. Mm-hmm. We bought um, some pillows if you're interested. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't have any pillow? Oh, we, we brought some. And yeah. some, some underwear, if you care to borrow it. But we'll have to take it off first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Sure. Yeah. Ugh, I'm not no. wearing that. No. But they do make a good point, these conveniently popping round lads. They say, um, well, you know, just make sure all your doors and windows are locked. Sure. If you make it hard to get out, <laughs> get in. You make it also hard to get out. Well, yeah, that's... Mm. But the ladies then, whenever they leave, the ladies turn to each other and they're like, do you realise this is the only locked door in the entire house? (laughs) So they just go around on a wee rampage locking and everythinging all the windows. After the horse is not bolted. Right, yeah. Mm. Uh, The lieutenant, meanwhile, says that he wants the dean of admissions to... Admit it! Admit it! (laughs) (laughs) It is my job. Yeah. The Dean of Admissions to send him all of the deets on Peter. Yes. Because Lieutenant, Lieutenant sure. LT mm-hmm. does not like this guy. Sure. I don't like this guy. Mm-hmm. He's a prick. So the ladies lock up. The attic's open, though. It's a shame there isn't a lock on the on the attic door. Sure. But then why would there be? True. And while they're going through this process of locking up, Curly decides to check on Barb. Yeah, not a good move. And uh, she goes into Barb's room and she says, Barb, are you awake? And she hears, Agnes. And just as she looks round to be like, what? The door slams shut. Shit. Imagination. She she did. She did. (laughs) She fucked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, I know per per Barb. Uh, curly and even both per cur- per curly and per Barb. Yeah, because she was being caring, going to see how her friend was doing. Yeah, and this is the thanks she gets. Yeah, Lieutenant has gone to visit Peter at the conservatory. Mm. Peter ain't there. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Guess what is there though? Uh, a unicorn with blood on it. Nope, a massacred piano. Huh. Which, if you're the lieutenant and you're looking for a violent criminal and you see that. Unstable personality. Very. Now he's got emotional problems. The lieutenant. Well, no, yeah, because that piano, it's a Steinway. It, it's was, a two, Steinway. it was two years from retirement. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, God. Well. Jess is locking up downstairs and uh, I think she, she mm. looks a bit for Curly. Mm. Um, like, like Curly, well, whatever her name was, Phil, Phil, where whatever. are you? Curly. Yeah. Mm. We get to see in GoPro mode um, a phone being dialed in a darkened room. Okay. In the... Is it the attic? It doesn't look like an attic, it looks like a bedroom. Mm. A dark bedroom. Phone rings. Jess answers, and we're in squeaky golem mode, so it's all, and it's three voices. It's like three people are having a conversation, but it's one guy. Sure. Having this okay. 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 Um, so, so the trace is on, right? So he's like running around the, the place trying to figure out what's going on. Meanwhile, the conversation that's happening between one person is all stuff like screaming and where's the baby? And I told you not to leave him alone with Agnes and all this sort of stuff. So I'm really starting to think something really fucked up <laughs> yeah. has happened yeah. in this obscene phone caller's life. Well, it sounds like the Trinity killer in um, Dexter. Yes, uh-huh. Where he's got the, he has to kill the kid and the mum and the dad. The dad has to yeah. kill himself. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, Although that... it turns out it's not he's not actually a Trinity killer. He's he's killed four people every time. Yeah, that's right. Because he's because they never find the kid because it's mm. always buried. Yeah. Somewhere. Mm. And as far as I'm concerned, the last season of Dexter, because everything that came after that season was shite. <sighs> yeah, and the strange thing about that one is the guy from Third Rock from the John Lithgow, and you're just like, what the hell? What are you doing? I like that program. I still do. I like that actor. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. This is the mistake The Crown made. The TV show The Crown. Yes. They cast John Lithgow as um, Churchill? Winston Churchill. No. And he's such a likeable actor and he's got so much pathos in his face. And when he looks sad or upset, you just, you just want to rush across the room and hug him. He's so nice. Hi, would you cast him as Winston Churchill? You want a psycho like William Defoe to play Churchill? William Defoe as Churchill? You know, you know. Have you ever watched a film with William Defoe and gone, "Oh, William, oh, you look so sad. I want to hug you." No. Wait, wait. Boondock Saints. Have I seen that? I don't think I've seen that. All right. Okay. Oh, was he sad in that? Actually, oh, no, you he, he wouldn't really want to hug him. You see, he's not, he's not a particularly nice person. In that no, either. he's never a nice person. But someone, someone else tries to hug him, and he's like, Get fuck off. off. Yeah. I don't have feelings. Platoon. How dare you? Huh? Platoon. He wasn't huggable in that. He was more huggable than the other dude. 
Yeah, he's, he's nowhere near as huggable as John Lithgow. He's adorable. <laughs> On the huggability scale. <laughs> yeah. Sure. As far as huggability is concerned, we've got the absolute, the calibrator for huggability at the absolute pinnacle is... Ryan Reynolds. Adrian Brody. <laughs> Adrian Brody looks Whatever. so sad all the time yeah. that you just want to hug him. I don't. Then you've got, further up the scale, you've got John Lithgow, you've got Donald Sutherland. And then at the complete other Donald end... Donald Sutherland? Yeah, Donald Sutherland's adorable. Hunger Games? I know, I didn't like that casting. Uh, I complained about it when Steve and I rewatched um, all the Hunger Games. Evasion of the Body Snatchers? <gasps> yeah, but he was... Um, he was wait, I got something for this as well. Uh, um, oh, fuck, what is it called? He was Dirty Dozen. Oh, yeah, and Kelly's Heroes. Kelly's Heroes, yeah. Yeah, and Animal House. He was okay, the sleazy professor in Animal House. I've not watched that one. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's adorable. I love Donald Sutherland. He shouldn't play a baddie. He's, he's too cute for it. Mm. And then the other end of the scale, you've got, um, we call that guy that looks like a date rapist. Um, James Marston. He's not huggable. James Marston. Oh, uh, Cyclops from uh, X-Men. Oh, that guy. Yeah, you really hate him. I really every do. Time he's, every time he's mentioned, you're like, <laughs> fuck that guy. Yeah. It's horrible. I've it's softened like, wow. him a little because he was really good in 30 Rock. He was really funny in Okay. That. But that's only because Tina Fey made him funny. Okay. As okay. only Tina Fey did. What are we talking about? Um, Curly oh, yeah. just got... Curly just got murdered. Yeah. Curtains. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we're like, ooh, he's more huggable than him. He, no, right, the police officer has just gone and got admissions and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and he's found Dude. a smashed piano. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had another phone call mm-hmm. with lots of weird squeaky noises. Yeah, yeah. No, the lieutenant's looking at the piano, the piano, mm. going, "This guy's not right." And uh, the 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 tracing guy, the the guy who's doing the trace, he's he's got it. He's figured out where the who's calling them, right? He's he's got the trace, and uh, they they run in and they're like, "Lieutenant, it's the tracer guy. He's got the he's got the number. He's got the call." They run out to the car. They're listening to the call on the radio. And um, uh, Officer Fellatio calls them through and he's like, okay, we've got the address from the calls. It's coming from 6 Belmont Street. And the lieutenant goes, you idiot, that's where the calls are coming to. And he goes, no, it's where they're coming from. The calls are coming from inside the house. Don't roll your eyes, David. It's the first time they've done it in a film. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're coming from inside the house. Sure. This means... The obscene caller is the killer. Yeah. Which I am guessing you assumed from the beginning. Yeah. I didn't really didn't really get the reveal on that. I feel like we weren't supposed to know that. But th- that's the thing. It's because it's a trope. I wouldn't have known this if I watched the film in the seventies. Oh sure. Or you hadn't heard the urban legend that existed even before the seventies. Yeah. Of the babysitter mm-hmm. and the stranger in the house, quote unquote. I don't know what it's going to do with the babysitter. That's the urban legend. The babysitter and the stranger in the house. Is it? In inverted commas. Oh. That's the urban legend. Where there's a babysitter and she's getting obscene calls and then the, the police officer phones and says, just walk out of the house and she does. Why? The calls were coming from inside the house. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully the killer didn't murder the kids. <laughs> Since 
He's in the house. I was wondering why. Yeah, I was wondering about the babysitter stuff. Maybe, maybe the person who's calling are the kids. Oh, so just yeah. a prank call. I'd absolutely do that. You What's asshole. your favorite scary movie? I never had a babysitter in my entire life. Couldn't find one hard enough. Oh, <laughs> that's why they sent me to Borstal. <laughs> uh, the Vatican. Oh, <laughs> I'm chained up in the basement somewhere. Ooh, in the Did Vatican. Even... Oh, well, I'm a girl though, I'm fine. Oh, it's true, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that went real dark. <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Much like many of our conversations. So they try to phone the, the cop that's sitting outside the house, the unmarked mm. police he dead. car. He's dead. Is he dead? He's been I was stabbed right. in the throat. They were like, Mac, or whatever his name was, Bob. Bob, Bob, Bob. Nothing. <laughs> weave, weave. Yeah, he didn't, yeah. Bob, or weave. No, he just got straight up stabbed in the yeah. throat. Suicide. <laughs> <laughs> the most determined kiss of suicide. Yeah. No. Outside, though. Yes. Which means the killer Peter isn't uh, limiting himself to just indoor well, victims. He potentially killed the thirteen-year-old. It's very likely he killed mm. the thirteen-year-old at this point. Well, so, he came running, so that's why he's out of breath. Yeah. That was why he was out of breath. That's what I mean. Yeah, because he came running mm. across the park, stopped briefly to murder a thirteen-year-old, and then continued on his way. Yeah. To this house, I don't know why. There's a theory that this was his childhood home, and that's why he's come back to it. Okay. Except that this is the place where we're, we're, we're guessing he murdered Agnes, who I'm guessing was a baby, based is on the weird the shit he's been saying as well? on the phone. Yeah. Potentially. Mm. So, Officer Felicio is given some very simple instructions. Phone Jess. Tell Jess to leave the house. Do not tell Jess that there is a crazed murderer in the house. Sure. What does Officer Felicio do, do you think? The exact opposite of what exactly. people want him to do. Exactly. That's exactly what happens. He says, just tell her to walk out the front door. That's all. You screw this up and I'll kill you. That's what he said. However, someone else got their vest. No. Oh. Lieutenant says he's heading over and he'll be there in five minutes, right? The, the phone rings, of course. Uh, Curly Sue's MIA Jess can't find her Jess getting a bit worried and Officer Felicio says hey Jess how's it going uh, what are you doing in the summer yeah 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 <laughs> I bet you're really looking forward to that ski trip with Four all your friends oh, oh. sorry <laughs> on that note is there anyone else in the house and she says no um, she Barb, should have said Bob and Barb Curly. and Curly are in the house right and he's, oh, 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 what am I? Do you want to go and find them? No, 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 no. he doesn't say that. At least that. it's not that bad. One of my major pet peeves is about to come up here. Oh, it makes me so fucking angry. It's the one time in the film where I'm like, Jess, I'll kill you. <laughs> he says, now listen, I need you to do what I say. And I need you to not ask any questions. Just can't, just do what I ask you to do, okay? I, just, I can see why she doesn't. Well, it is Officer Felicio and Ferris. I know. What happened earlier? Her boyfriend was telling her how things are going to be. Oh, sure. But so she's like, don't tell me what it is. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Very different tone, though. Okay. Because he's being like, just don't ask any questions. Just just do what I say, okay? That annoys me when people do that sometimes. I mean, sometimes the, it's the annoying thing is like, 
Um, there's no time for questions and people spend 40 minutes saying, so tell me why we should leave this burning house. Mm-hmm. It's like, do I really need to tell you? Shut the fuck up and leave the house. For your safety, leave the house is I, enough. All I need you to do is hang up the phone and walk out of the, ho- mm. the house. And does she do it? No. She goes, what's wrong? Given everything that's happened, maybe just walk out of the house. To which she responds... I mean, there are two dead people outside the house. But she doesn't know that. She doesn't know that. She knows one dead person She knows the there's house. one dead person out of the house. But she doesn't assume that the killer killed a child and then scurried into her attic. Mm. She says, not sensing the danger of her situation at all, in fairness, why would she, says, oh, okay, I'll just go and get Barb and Curly first. And starts to like head up the stairs and Officer Felicia goes, no! Which kind of showed his hand. Because uh, then he's just like, eh, fuck it. The calls are coming from inside the house. And it's such a great scene because the camera starts at the top of the stairs. She looks round holding the phone looking petrified. And the camera just goes whoop down the stairs into her face. Not like into her face, but like, yeah, it doesn't go donk. <laughs> but the way she's just yes. like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's her face. Nice. <laughs> so she, she sort of compromises at this point because she... How about you go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes to the uh, front door, pins her back against it, and then she just... I mean, I'm so with her at this point because she was like... Oh, wait a second. Officer Watts, it's there. Mm-mm. Oh, I thought he was there telling her this. No, he's on the phone. He phoned her. Oh, I see. LT's coming round but the problem there is probably the person who's the killer is probably holding the phone going I wonder who's phoning and picks it up at the same time as she does and has heard exactly the same shit I don't see why not yeah I mean she's talking loudly yeah now she's at the I mean if he even if he didn't hear that she's now standing at the front door going Barb Phil I think that's Carly's name sure answer me Right, she's t- and she's like full on like in panic mode yeah. like totally freaking out yeah, yeah. and then and which, at which point I'd be like do you know what Rand you did your best by them the police are coming this is like you leaving my frozen corpse yes it? absolutely <laughs> X-Files how am I going to help in this scenario really they probably left their wallets in their room there's oh <laughs> do they yeah. have bottle openers in their room uh, probably not really. <laughs> that's the bigger question Bar probably does yeah but like the police are coming yeah. Right? Five minutes. What, yeah. If they're up there, what am I going to do? What am I going to do against a deranged killer? Tell me um, that. I mean, it's America. They've probably got guns. The killer? Me? No, no, no. She doesn't have a gun. She's a lady. <laughs> She's a derringer. She's a derringer. <laughs> she ain't no lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you could make um, a, you could cast aspersions about that. No, she, she screamed. Yeah. She screamed for them to come down the stairs nothing Mm. chances are they're dead or very asleep or very asleep in which case i'm not going to go and like shake them awake or anything i'm just going to walk out of the house that would be me Mm. i would not do what she does which is lift a poker from the fireplace something i was gonna say (laughs) really yeah but to be honest like there are so many corners in like a house, you don't know who's going to be around one. 
and you are almost as likely to like bash in one of your friends who run around the corner and say, hey, I was actually asleep. <laughs> and you just crack one right around the face. Do you know what? I hadn't even thought of that. I was thinking, if I lifted a poker and took it upstairs, all I'd be doing is bringing the killer a poker. Uh, he lives by the gun, dies by the gun. If I swung a poker at somebody, they would probably just grab it out of my hand and then smack me around the head. Tell you what you need to do with that poker. Leave it in the fire for three minutes. <laughs> Anyone grabbing that is like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah, right enough. Get an yeah. oven mitt, leave it in the fire. Then no one's going to try and steal it off me. It'd be like a lightsaber by that point. Yeah. Womp, womp. Yeah. <laughs> it happened meanwhile the house is on fire. Yeah, sorry, Barb. <laughs> yeah. Scarred for life. No, so I have no sympathy. That's why Curly got her curls. She used to have really straight hair. Oh my God. Until she got her hair wrapped around a poker. Oof, that would hurt. Mm-hmm. My sister burnt some of the hair out of my head once with curling tongs. Ooh. And I could, she was... You could smell it. She Well, she was behind me with my mum and they were both going, it's all right, Susie Fix, no bother. But I could see the reflection in the metal thing around the fire. Of your mother just mouthing. It's proper fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the two of them just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, it was all right. I mean, it was only way. It's, it's not like it was my prom or anything. Sure. Yeah, it was fine. Mm. They were just mucking about with um, curlers anyway. So she creeps up the stairs. See, this is the thing. She keeps going, Barb! And then creeps a little bit. But every yeah. time she screams, which is probably about 30 centimetres separate. Yeah. It's like a really shit GPS. I can find her from space. <laughs> yeah. The way she's screaming. I, if I was going to creep up the stairs, I would be very, very, very quiet. And she's holding the poker, like right up against herself. You want you want it ready swung, part yeah. swung. Yeah, yeah, like a baseball. Like a baseball. Bat. Yeah. Do, 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 do. So that you can <laughs> you know, up. kill Barb as soon as she comes out of her room. Like what? I'm hungover oh. and I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, now this is my favourite part of the film. This is the moment when I watched this film that I was like, oh, that's fucking scary. It's scary. So she tr- decides she's going to go and check on Barb, right? Mm. She tries to open Barb's room. She can't get the door open, right? And then she finally, like, she's, like, pushing on it and boom, the door, like, And then gives. arm flops down. No, no, no. Yeah. The door gives and she, like, flops into the room. So she's on her hands and knees. Uh. She looks up and she sees a sort of pile of Barb and Curly dead on the bed. And she just goes sort of wide-eyed, like, uh, she doesn't scream again. Good yeah. thing. She just goes, and then she hears, don't tell them what we did, Agnes. It's whispering, coming from her left. And she looks round, and in the gap between the door and the door frame, she just sees this wide eyeball uh-huh. staring at her. It is so creepy. You just see this dog's eye. Yeah. Like, it's not even like that. It's like... Sure, I get it. Wide, deranged looking at, and it's all you see. Can you not imagine that? Oh, I just kick myself every time I see that eyeball in there. <laughs> Run! Which is what she does. She, like, she sees the eye and, the, and hears this whisper of, like, don't tell them all we did, Agnes. Which, what did he do to Agnes? What did Agnes do with him? Yeah. Which he then had to kill her for, I guess. What the fuck? Anyway, she does something very clever here. She rams into the door. She rams into the door. Yeah. Which makes the killer go, like he really did not expect it. And he was pissed. He was not pleased about that. He screams and she What was holding the door closed? Him, probably. 
She pegs it down the stairs, runs for the front door. It's locked. It's locked. Shit. He, we can hear her thundering after her and going, wah, 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 but we can't see him because mm. we never do. Mm. Well. Apart from the eyes and the feet. Yeah. Sure. And um, she, so she runs to the door and then she th- she's going to run to the back door, but he like, we just see his arm like grabbing over the banister and he grabs her hair. And it, oh, her luscious hair. Her beautiful hair, David. Yeah. And she, at this point, she screams. She's like, ah! And, um, she she manages to like scurry and crawl and she sees the basement door and she runs into the basement and locks the door behind yeah, them. Yeah, there's not any way you're going that way unless they've got a beer delivery Well, she, was, she just wanted to get a door between him and her sure. at this point because she stays at the top of the, the door and he's going berserk. He's like banging and throwing himself against the door and mm. beating at it and screaming mm. and getting mm. on. Mm. It's not that big a lock. Like, he mustn't be that. But hench. He's, he's not hench. Mm. Mm. Not a bit. Um, so he's kicking the melt out of the door and then he walks off with really loud footsteps. I think he's borrowed somebody's stilettos in the meantime because he has been sneaking around this house like a cat burglar. Do you mean stilettos? Yeah, and then now he's like clip-clop, clip-clop away from the door. Okay, probably got them in Bob's room. So we hear him like tick tock tick tock tick away. Oh, it's probably safe. I'll just go out now. No, 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 Genius. No, no. no, she stays. She stays in the basement. Oh, good. Yeah. Thank God. She's not a total It's asshole. only about three minutes away for the police to turn up. I know. It's just been a long five minutes. So she's in the basement. Mm. It's dark. It's full of crap. <gasps> but there's um, a phone in there. No, there's no phone in there. Shit. And we can hear like, as the police are like racing towards the house. Yeah. Uh, from so the, the killer knows that the police are coming. Well, yeah. I think we just get to see the cops race towards the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and she can hear strange noise by the window. It sounds like Claude again, that weird like... noise. So she hides and then she sees like a silhouette it's Peter. in the window, like frosted glass. Uh-huh. So it's just like... Right? And uh, and they, they this, the, the silhouette like moves from window to window. Finally finds a clear window and he's like, tink, tink, tink. Jess, you all right? Is that you? It's Peter, as you say. And then he kicks the window in. Savage. I know. And climbs into the basement. Why does he think she's in the basement? Why would that be his first assumption? Unless he knew that she was in the basement because he's the killer. Mm Mm-hmm. How else would he know that she was in the basement? Why the fuck would he look for her there? Exactly. So... Fish. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Right? Yes. Andy's just kicked the window in and shimmied into the basement. That's going to hurt. He's, I uh, hope he, hope something bad happened to him. He's, he's, he's not having any more kids. He's, oh yeah, that'll do it. Mm. He's like <laughs> hanging out the bottom of his jeans at this point. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it's oh, so creepy. He's like creeping around the basement going, Jess statue he's in full like i'm sorry dave i'm afraid i can't do that <laughs> i'm afraid i can't let you get away is yeah, the sound yeah, of it. Yeah. yeah oh i'm here to protect you so no yes, one else was you. ever suspicious of me apart and from I've, everyone yeah and i've really set the bar for being a protective kind and thoughtful boyfriend haven't i so why would you hide in the darkness away from mm, me mm, aren't i lovely mm. jess are you in there and the the, the, diff- the lighting and the shadows coming in from the light have like warped his face so he looks all monstrous he's all like Bleh. 
And he's looking for her. Do you and think he... Agnes is the piano? Oh, God, no! <laughs> Don't leave him alone, So the horrible Agnes. thing that happened was him playing Agnes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't tell him what we did. Yeah. <laughs> Massacred Mozart or yeah. whatever. He spots her. And he starts, Shock. like, creeping towards her. And we, we have to watch him creeping towards us in, mm. like, first person. Mm. And he was going, what are you doing? You had me worried. Like, fuck. And just as the police pull up, we hear ah! a woman screaming. Mm. One would assume it's Jess. Yeah, it was Jess. The lieutenant kicks the, the basement door in. He's got a gun. And a trilby. Got a flipping gun. Got a flipping gun. <laughs> and a flipping trilby. Yeah, nice. And they search the basement and Jess and Peter are lying in a crumpled heap <gasps> in the corner of the basement. Okay. Peter is wide-eyed and got blood all over his face. So it looks like he's taken a poker to the head. Slap it up him, says I. And the police and the lieutenant's like, Jess, Jess. And she like, ah. Uh, what is it, Pat? She, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've got post to deliver. Yeah. She comes round. She survived. Woo! Yay! But she's very upset. She does not want that baby now. Uh, no, 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 no. No, she does not. So they've put her to bed and sedated her because she's... In a different house, one would hope. No, the same one. What the fuck? Where it's the... a crime scene. Well, her bedroom isn't. Just every other room in the yeah, house. Yeah, she is a student. Yeah, well, yeah. Mm. It's a different kind of crime scene. Uh, there'll be some tainted uh, forensic evidence if they search her room as well. Sure. Um, and we're hearing lots of conversations happening, like Jess is sedated and in bed, and um, the police, are, the doctor's saying, like, oh, she's going to be unconscious until tomorrow afternoon, so you can question her then. You're not going to get anything out of her mm. until then. And... Um, Mr. Harris says, well, I'm going to stay here until the girl's parents arrive. And um, the, the police are searching the house and they'll, they'll finish it tomorrow because they don't have their small town. They don't have the facilities to do it. To search a small fucking house. It's a pretty big house. But they don't, like, they don't even have, like, this, so they said that the state guys are coming in an hour. Because uh, okay. the state guys sure. have the okay. morgue facilities they need to, to get Barb and Curly. They don't even know about the two bodies in the yes, attic because they're not going to search it today. Yeah. <clears throat> and the lieutenant's saying stuff like, I just knew in my gut that guy did it. I mean, he, and then he goes, he must have made a call after each murder. Because mm. every time someone got murdered, unbeknownst, unbeknownst, that's when the call came through. Sure. And you're like, oh, tits, right? So that's what was going on. And then... The other guy's like, I can't believe, I can't believe Peter killed people. And the lieutenant goes, I can't believe Jess killed anyone, let alone Peter. So Jess killed him. Jess killed Peter. Ah, okay. That's what happened. She, right. She pokered him. Yeah, okay. Poker face. <laughs> she got to no, have isn't no that, baby. Isn't that uh, Officer Fallacia? <laughs> 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 oh, the petty drops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you saw that happen, didn't you? <laughs> Nice one. <laughs> Just multi-layered that yeah. one. That's quite fun. Um, so the so they're all set. He's going to stay and watch her um, just until her parents turn up, and mm. it's all like it's all winding down. You know, the police are all moving out. Mm. Um, 
this conversation about, you know, Peter having killed all these people and, and all of it really takes its toll on Mr. Harris and he passes out and they're like, oh, he's got shock. He's in shock. He's got shock. <laughs> mm. He's in shock. So, they, so they're like, okay, well, we'll take him to the hospital. They're still waiting for a twist. It's not M. Night Shyamalan. Okay. And they, everybody leaves, they turn the light off and, it, and the camera just pans out and you just see Jess lying there like an angel with her beautiful hair, like, mm-hmm. oh, lovely. Stoned out of fucking head because they've sedated her. Which, uh, yeah, completely. She's just completely asleep. Yeah. So it's nice. So, and now we've, we're, we've come out of the bedroom, the camera's sort of panning around. The wind howls. You can hear the... So she is alone in the house. Yeah. She'll be alone for an hour. What about what's his face? Who? Mr. Harris. Where's he? He passed out. He's the one who's in shock. So So he's being taken out to hospital. Right. And they've left no one else in the house. No, they've left a police officer on the door. Okay. So he's not in the house. Fine, fine. They've left police off because the, the whole place is a crime scene. So they've left police. The police are all outside. They've just left her to sleep. Okay. Right. So we can hear the wind going. And we can hear the clock ticking. The camera pans across to Barb's cleared room. And there's all the blood stains on the mattress. It pans across Claire's room with the, the suitcases still sitting mm. there. We go across the stairs, slowly working our way towards the attic, and then very quietly you can hear, Baby's gonna get ya, baby's gonna uh-huh. and the attic hatch door opens. Uh-huh. I knew there was a fucking twist. The camera zooms away from the attic window with Claire and uh, Mrs. Mack in the window, and we can see the cop at the door smoking, and then we hear... The phone ring. Someone's been murdered? Yeah. Yeah. Who might that have been? Uh, one would assume it's Jess or the police officer. There's only Jess in the house. Oh, yeah. Mm. Bummer. See? I fucking knew there was a twist. And there you were saying it's not M. Shyamalan. Why would you assume there was a twist in a 1974 horror movie called Black Christmas? Because I'm a genius. Because you're a genius. No, because you're used to twists because of this groundbreaking film. Sure. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see why you watched it again. Because <laughs> you love this shit. Okay. Not shit. It's not shit. I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty. It's, it's a founding film. It's an important film for yeah. the genre of shit slasher movies. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not as shit as a lot of slasher movies. Yeah. Because people do, for the most part, do stuff that's logical. Yes, that's good. And they... But apart from the, yeah, we're going to leave this person alone in a house full of dead bodies. Well, they didn't know there were dead bodies. They took the two that, that uh, they had room for. But Yeah, they... but again, I like... They just made the assumption that dude was the only person who killed Mm -hmm. and just left the entire house alone. It's fucking nuts. How does that surprise you, though, when every single crime that happens in that town, they're like, no, it's probably just your boyfriend taking the piss. Oh, you probably just ran off with your boyfriend. Yeah, but the thing is, the lieutenant was at least, well, we should probably trace down every possible thing. I think this guy's guilty. I'm going to wander over to wherever. Because he's the boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. I completely agree with you that the police in this town are utterly shit and just blame romantic relationships yeah. for everything that goes wrong in the entire town. But, yeah. 
And what's interesting is... So, yeah, okay, carry on. What's interesting is um, everybody thought like, oh, he's making a political statement because Roe v. Wade just happened and she's having an abortion and he's put that in there as like a, making a, a stand on abortion. Sure. And blah, blah. No. Well, she's not having that baby now. Well, no, absolutely not, because she, she did. She did. But he said he just wanted something for the characters to talk about. <laughs> and that's what he came up with. It's not bad. I know. Well, I mean, that's a lot better than the usual horror movie, like where, where nobody talks about anything mm. interesting at all. So was Peter a killer or was he just an idiot who got killed by getting a poker to the face? He's just a prick. That's it. Okay. He wasn't a killer. Mm. He was just a smug prick. So how did he know to look for her in the basement? I don't know. I don't know why he decided to do that unless he was still lurking in the bushes outside and saw movement in the basement. Why did he assume it was her? Well, that's why I was going, Jess, is that you? Mm. Or I think it was a different type of shrub. Hmm? I think it was a different type of shrub. What type of shrub? Not a you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> It's usually a tree, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Jess, is that you? No, it's Holly, idiot. <laughs> That's why it's prickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, yeah. do you think you'd watch it? <laughs> it's on YouTube. Is it? Yep. Hmm. It's not really my kind of film. Fine. But However, if... Go ahead. the cinematography potential. <laughs> cinematography yeah. is quite good, well, It sounds like it's quite innovative. Yes, it was for mm. the time. Yeah. Yeah. You do have to cut films some slack sometimes. For it's you know it's like um, uh, the Twilight Zone, the original Twilight Zone, the like Rod Serling yes. black and white mm. Twilight Zone. I watched it all a couple of years ago and really enjoyed it. But I I knew the twist every single oh, time. Oh, it's tough that yeah. Because Twilight Zone came up mm -hmm, with that twist. Mm -hmm, it was mm -hmm. their idea in the first place, and it's been ripped off so many times that. But I can't think I can't I can't think of like a serial killer film or that kind of film that I've liked. Silence of the Lambs. Mm, that's a psychological thriller. It's a serial killer movie. It's, a, it's not a slasher. No, yeah. So I mean, the closest I've got was probably what was it? Not another team movie or whatever. Okay. Which is completely different and has always taken the piss out of that kind of thing. You mean and uh, scream, scary movie? Yeah, scary movie, scary movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And but Scream simply, Queens was very funny. Oh, I love Scream Queens. But that's yes. probably because it was a comedy. Because it was making fun of yeah, these yeah, sorts yeah. of movies. And I'm aware like. of a lot of the tropes and all that kind of other stuff. But like, um, yeah, I never really, never really got into it. It just wasn't something I was particularly interested in. I don't know why. So Halloween's off the table for you then? Because the, if you think about Halloween, yeah, the plot to that is um, Guy murders his younger, uh, his older sister and then gets incarcerated and put in a mental institution sure. and then escapes yeah. and then murders someone during, murders a load of people during Halloween. Sure. So it's entirely possible that John Carpenter decided that Black Christmas could be a prequel to the film he was then going to go on to make where a lunatic who murdered his sister breaks into this house, murders a bunch of sorority girls, gets recaptured, 
reincarcerated and then escapes again. Sure. To murder some more people that he considers to be his sister. Mm. I mean, Michael Myers never talked to himself, but there's so much of this film in Halloween and... But isn't Mike Myers like really strong? Michael, I'm thinking Jason. Michael Myers. Michael Myers. <laughs> no offence to Mike Myers. Austin Powers? Yeah. Right. Yeah, Wayne's World, yeah. Yeah, whatever. He is super strong. Yeah. He's unkillable. Sure. So when she like pushes a door into his face, <laughs> you think the same character is going to like go, ooh. Michael Myers got progressively stronger as the movies went on though. I think it's like whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Or that film called The One. Hmm? That film called The One with Jet Li. Don't remember that. So effectively, it's like there aren't an infinite number of universes, just just a lot of them, and you're in each one. So this guy finds out uh, that if he kills one of his himself in one universe, he gets stronger in his. So he goes between all of the different universes, killing himself. Oh my god. And then he gets stronger and stronger and stronger. It's a really stupid film. Here's an easier way of doing that. If you set up a shotgun pointed at your head that will or will not fire based on a quantum event, you will always survive. Because you, you are the only one only who can observe it. Observe it yeah. yeah, in a reality that you survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that's how you do that. You don't need some sort of interdimensional dimension hopping device to go around yeah, killing but imagine, yourself. But the thing is, if, if you do that, um, you can ensure that you yourself are the one who survives because you might be worried that it might pick one of your others when the other you. You just have to keep doing it. Well, but what happens if, it, if, if you think it's a quantum event and it just turns out it's a dud shotgun shell? <laughs> <laughs> so it always clicks and you're like, oh, I'm so much stronger. And then you jump off a building and splat city. <laughs> Well, I don't think I would go immediately to jump off a building. I think I might start smaller. I might do a little sort of trial run. I'll maybe jump off the curb and see if I twist my ankle. Sure. And work my way up to jumping off a building. Fair, fair, fair. Who does yeah. that? He's like, oh, I'm so much stronger now. I'm going to, I'm going to go to like People eleven. Oh, right enough. Well, just take math then. <laughs> Skip oh shit! The whole, yeah, there he is. Skip the whole shotgun system. Yeah. Bish bash bosh. All right. So the, the punch. Put <laughs> a shotgun with meth. <laughs> So the punchline to this podcast yeah. is don't shoot yourself in the face. Don't do meth, kids. Just take meth. Oh, <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. yeah I can't think of a single reason why not. I don't think meth ever took, ever took off in the UK, did it? No, no, we're not big meth people. That's more Despite than... the fact, apparently, Americans think our teeth are shit. I know, that's why meth never took off, because we're like, well, our teeth are shit to begin with. We're not going to add meth mm. to the mix. Yeah. Why did you watch it?